Welcome to From Beyond, a podcast about consciousness, metaphysics, and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics. I'm Michael Vodder, and I'm here with Universal Channel author and spiritual consultant Cindy Riggs. Cindy has been practicing professionally for 20 years, and she has a unique and fascinating perspective on spirituality. Psychic ability. Okay. I want to talk about <laughs> psychic ability just in general. Great. What it is, what you can do, mm-hmm. what all is possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to start with as concrete a question as I can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you are, let's say you're at an expo. Yes. Because that's where you meet a lot of different people, right? Mm-hmm. And so somebody will just um, pay to sit down with you for 15 minutes. Yes. And so in that context, you're just... You're a psychic. You're helping them for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What kind of what yeah, sort of service minutes, can you provide? 15 minutes goes really quickly. I imagine. So, um, but I can provide quite a bit of information in that amount of time because I'm a, I feel like a multitasker, and I use tarot cards at shows because they can reveal a lot of information all at once. Okay. Now, how does that work? Uh, it's a mystery. There, are a lot of this is a mystery, um, but I'll, I'll just throw down some cards. If the person doesn't have a specific question, then I have a specific layout that will tell me what's going on around them right now, what's happening in the near future, you know, what kind of energy they're they're existing in or operating in, and how maybe that we could influence the future to be a better outcome. You know, if they're in fear or if they are in a bad state of being. So help me understand how that works. You, I shuffle the cards. You shuffle the cards. Right. Um, And then I just put them down in a specific layout, either one that I have learned or one that I'm making up in the moment. Okay. Um, Because I get guidance, too. I can hear things and see things as I'm doing this. I'm not relying solely on the cards. And... I'm not relying on the cards in that I have studied them so in, in depth that I know what they are supposed to mean. I let the cards tell me what they're telling me in the moment. Okay. So a card like, let's say the Hierophant is one of the cards. Okay. Um, in, in my deck, it, it's very different than the traditional decks, my mm-hmm. deck is. And so I, he may mean something different to you than someone else 15 minutes later. Okay. Um, but so the card is like a, it's a point of information. It's a prompt. Okay. Yeah. It's like okay. a, it's like a little message or a little symbol of something. Maybe all of a sudden I'll put a card down and I've used the same deck for, I don't know, a decade. I can put a card down that I've never seen something in the background before. Uh-huh. And that's what jumps out at me. And so that's what the message is. So what do you think is happening there? <laughs> What I think is happening is I'm being given messages in different ways every single time. Okay. Like, what I think is (laughs) that spiritual guidance or consciousness in the universe, out Mm -hmm. in the ethers, is actually bringing to my attention that detail of the background. Cool. And that's how, like, instead of sitting there waiting for the words or waiting for the pictures which I can still do. In fact, I can close my eyes and do a tarot layout in my mind's eye. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I'll That's say, cool. give me a card for this person and here comes the five of cups or whatever it is. And uh, that is pretty cool. <laughs> wow. And it might not always be the same deck. So 
sometimes it's a different artwork or a different kind of deck. So I feel like those cards are my friends. I consult my friends and they show me different things. Now, there are colors in them, there are numbers in them, there are others, there's all other symbology. So sometimes those things jump out at me too, but Ultimately. I'm not your traditional tarot reader because I let them tell me. So ultimately you're speaking from intuition, right? Yes. You're, you're having intuition right. and the cards are prompting Yeah, it. the cards are prompts or intuition tools, just one of the many tools. So tell me more about that pure intuition, right? Because like some mm -hmm. psychics might even forego the cards and just That's sit across right. from somebody and, and I tell do that too. Stuff. I do that too. Now we're talking about a different kind of reading, so we'll get to that in a okay. moment. But yes, some people do that too, and I do that, but in only fifteen minutes. Okay. It's not a lot of time to get. I want to give the person as much as I can give them in fifteen minutes. Okay. I want to deliver, you know, as ho as uh, comprehensively as I can. So let's say that you have <clears throat> an hour, right? So let's say you're yes. sick, which you do, right? I so do. you'll sit down yes. with the client for mm -hmm. an hour, maybe ninety yep. minutes. Yes. And in that time, what do you do? Let's say you're not using cards. Well, usually they have a number of questions or a list of questions they've brought with them if they have scheduled that much time. Okay. So there are different issues in their life that we're going to look at separately. Although they usually mesh with each other because, okay. you know, nothing is One thing runs independent. into another and then right. you end up talking about God knows what. That's right. And most of my readings, I would say, end up being a lot of life coaching because whatever the cards are saying it's not set in stone right hmm. this is just a possible future based on where they are right now yeah. so if we don't like the outcome that shows i i then start encouraging them to operate a different way so that they can change the outcome gotcha now, sometimes people just want to know, is this lawsuit going to come out okay? Is, you know, what's going to happen with, you know, what? Tell me about my three-year-old. And when somebody you know? has a super specific <clears throat> question like that, like how is this lawsuit going to resolve, mm -hmm. what, what can you give them? Well, it depends. Each one is unique, so it's difficult to answer for everything. But um, I will give them what I see. I will give them what I'm given. Hmm. Now, if you remember the Matrix, the Oracle tells Neo not what the truth is, but what he's supposed to hear. I don't know if you remember that. The Oracle told him he was not the one. Oh. But that's what he needed to hear so he didn't get too egotistical about being the one. Huh. And then, then we discovered that he was the one. I see. And so she, so in the movie they say the, the oracle tells you what you need to hear. And sometimes I believe that what I'm getting or seeing or being given in cards or hearing with my, you know, in my mind, may be what they need to hear. Huh. Because if they need to hear that the lawsuit is going to come out wonderfully for them, they needed to hear that so they believe it, so they create it. So what other questions do people ask? Well, uh, as I mentioned, somebody will say, tell me about my three-year-old. Well, a three-year-old doesn't have too many issues yet. They're not in a job, you know, so I can throw some cards down and quickly find out some personality traits that mm. um, they can expect in the future. So yeah. that's really fun. Even more fun than that, even more interesting than that, is when I can communicate with the spirit of a child that has not yet been born. Ooh. 
Yeah. And they'll show me, you know, what things they're going to be interested in. And they'll even give maybe some advice to the mother about the birth process or about, you know, don't worry about me when I'm three, when this thing happens or, you know, things like that is fascinating. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So what, what's your, what's your idea of what's happening during this? You were saying they, like, are they sort of the spirits that are driving the process? Yes. I believe that not only my own spirit guides are giving me messages, but there are all kinds of spirits. My client's spirit guides, maybe just some other guides or even angels perhaps that are in the vicinity, you know, that are looking at our meeting and saying, hey, I got something to contribute. Mm. You know, how about, you know, I'll show her this, you tell her this, (laughs) you guide her toward looking at that card, you give her some other message this way. You know, it's, it's kind of like receiving from all directions information and why like why are those spirits motivated to do that are they trying to help help yeah and why why do they want to help because i think that we here in our incarnate state of being in the human form uh we need all the help we can get that's fair Uh, um and (laughs) they are just loving beings that want us to be happy and want us to be you know, want us to have a smooth time down here. Spirit guides especially, because they have been human before. Mm. They know what this is like. Okay. So you were talking before about, you know, in the Matrix, the Oracle uh, telling Neo what he needed to hear versus what's accurate. Right. Is that is that an issue that comes up for you? Like, the, like being accurate versus helping the person? Well, I love that this end of it because um, there are a lot of psychics out there that are really, really accurate. They'll tell you things you already know and you'll be amazed by that. And I do that too. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, I don't know how that helps somebody. So my goal is always to, I mean, of course I want to tap into them accurately, but at the same time I want to help them moving forward because um, otherwise it's just like entertainment. (laughs) You know what I mean? I see. Now, I get a lot of feedback about my accuracy, especially about events that have occurred as I predicted they would occur. But I'm also hoping that I gave the person or I empowered the person to handle whatever happened in a more graceful way than maybe they would have before we met. So do you ever get something about a person and not say it? I, (laughs) sometimes, um, hardly ever, because I feel like it's my job to reveal what I'm receiving. Um, that's, that's how I have to gently, or, you know, we can switch anything to positive. I think anything can be perceived as positive or negative. Okay. So if it looks like something negative, I'll say, okay, so this I'm seeing, and perhaps it's time to start perceiving this differently. Hmm. but I can't be 100% sure about anything. Nobody can, because the future especially is not set in stone. And so for me to say, oh, well, this is going to happen, I never use those words. Hmm. I say this is most likely to happen in this time frame, and I've done a lot of time frame stuff, um, which has ended up being accurate, but it says looks like about August this could you know, this could, this opportunity could come up for you. And so that's like, 
um, that's like a potential, right? It's potential. Like a, so right. if, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. It seems like what you're, what you're doing, your concept of what you're doing is that a person comes in with a certain, you know, energy signature, mm -hmm. right? Yes. A certain set of potentials that's that they're right. working around. Mm -hmm. a certain, it's like, in their energy field. Yeah. Yep. And you, you're picking up on that and um, you, like, whether it's you or the, the spirits or both or um, you're mm -hmm. sort of, you're able to tune into, uh, like, what sort of path a person is on energetically or, yes. like, in terms of their potential or where their mind is. Yes. And you can um, tell them that. Like, it's the psychic's job to pick up on what they're creating Mm -hmm. with their state of being and their mind and, um, you know, everything so far, and then translate that into a potential reality. Now, when somebody says, sits down and says, what is my life purpose? Um, that can't be answered by any psychic. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't be answered. It's not a job. It's not a, it's not a career. It's not a, an archetype. Your purpose is to discover your connection with your soul. And you might... <laughs> Who was I channeling? I don't remember years ago. They said, what makes you think your purpose is one thing? It could be a list of 2,000 things. Mm. And you're just checking them off as you go. So when somebody comes in and says, Cindy Riggs, what's my purpose? What do you say? Like, what do you, what do you, where do you go from there? I say, well, do you have a spare couple of months? <laughs> <laughs> and what if they say yes? <laughs> well, then <laughs> perhaps we will discover it together. Okay. okay. <laughs> but the purpose is... Um, it, it, we're putting too much of a human definition onto this purpose thing when the purpose is not what we do, but how we are, mm. how we are being. Hmm. And so it doesn't matter if you're a janitor or a CEO. It does matter how, if, you, if you're connected to your soul, if you're receiving your guidance, and if, if your soul is allowed to not only express itself in the world, but to evolve. I understand that evolution of the soul is, this, is every soul's purpose. What that means, we don't know. It's too, it's too vast for us to understand. That's now, interesting. But I want to back up a little bit because how am I doing this? How does anybody do this? Yeah. Because I believe we all have the ability. Okay. Every single person has some type of ability. Maybe not all of them. Maybe somebody just sees things. Well, sure, because if it is a sixth sense. Yes. Or, as we've discussed before, the first sense. Right, right. right. If, it, if it is like a sense that we have and many of us have lost, you know, it must be it must be universally accessible. It is. And perhaps just it something is. that, you know, you have trained and others have not trained. I have. I just developed it. I put my mind to developing it. Okay. And my soul. <laughs> right. But you have to be in the alpha brainwave state, which is just one level under where we are right now. Okay. To tap into the fourth dimension. Sort of a meditative state, right? The meditative, daydreaming, watching TV state. Yes. Cool. It's all that same so alpha state. Are we receiving messages while we watch TV? Oh, you sure are. Every single commercial. You know why commercials are so expensive? Because oh. you are being programmed. Oh, man. It's um, That is the uh, easiest form of his hypnosis to access. Huh. Yeah. So never sleep with the TV on, please, Ooh. because you are being, <laughs> and everything's going straight to your subconscious mind, and it's mm. not being rejected by your mind. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We, okay. st we hear everything that's ever happened. Our subconscious hears it all. 
Huh, so I guess we should just turn on really positive audiobooks. Yeah. Like, Right. Super smart audio mm-hmm. audio books affirmations, while you're sleeping. Yeah, meditations that have those subliminal affirmations in them. Yeah, or just like your med school textbooks or, or yeah, whatever. yeah, that's right. Okay, that's anyway. why people say sleeping with their textbooks helps them because the energy of that information is right there in the book. Yeah, if you I think suppose. of everything as energy, right? I mean, that doesn't mean I can <clears throat> put a language book under my pillow and the next day I'm speaking Greek or whatever, but. But I suppose you're spending time with that energy, even if... Um, right. Yeah, okay. So, um, but we got into that tangent because we were talking yeah, about what is this? What's well, actually and, happening? And we're talking about what's happening. But yeah, I think it's important to, to know that we all can do this. But it's like any other skill. We have to develop it. So we have how? to practice it. How then? Okay, so you were talking about alpha state. So let's say yes. I want to get some kind of psychic message about somebody. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Okay, let's say I'm already doing that. Okay. I'm already meditating. I'm already mm-hmm. used to that idea of slipping into the alpha state. Good. And um, and maybe you're getting some pictures in your mind's eye while you're there. Okay, right. Let's say, perhaps. Let's Almost say. like dreaming, perhaps. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that what one might call a vision? Yes. Right. A, yes. um, what's the what's the term for uh, for when you are receiving a visual message? Clairvoyance. Clairvoyance. Yes. Okay. That's a visual message. Clairaudience is when you're hearing a message, which could be audible or it could be in your own mind, sounding like your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. So now we get to the point where it's the mind that is the the problem. The mind is the block. First of all, the mind has been taught there's no such thing as ghosts. Uh, the you know. If it can't be proven by science, it's not real. Um, that's you know somebody else can do that, but you're not good enough. Right. That's all. Uh, that's all. That's all perspective that's layered on top of whatever. It is. is yes. Right? right. But I've always said that psychic ability is eighty-five percent confidence in yourself, hmm. and the fifteen percent skill. Interesting. Yeah. So. Would you say that we all receive messages twenty-four-seven? We just ignore yes. them. Yes. I do. Because I do believe we're, that. we're trained not to trust those messages, not to we're trust our intuition. We're trained to say, oh, what a weird coincidence. Mm. And that's it. And we brush it off. No, nothing's a coincidence. I mean, in fairness, um, like we learn about, you know, psychological biases and whatever. And then I think because of that, I, I trust my own mind less. I trust my instincts less because mm-hmm. I... I know of specific ways that uh, ways in which I can be fooled, I suppose, by my mm. mind mm. or mm-hmm. like illusions, biases, those sorts of things. It takes a lot of practice to determine, you know, or decipher what are my thoughts and what are not my thoughts. Mm. Um, or for anybody, right? Because we have an ego mind. Mm-hmm. We have an inner critic that's always yapping at us about, you know, how we're not good enough and we can't do that and don't even try that because it's not safe or whatever. And then we have this other mind, which is the, the wise mind. <laughs> okay. But we have been, our society teaches us to listen to the ego mind. Hmm. So if you inhibit that ego mind through meditation and whatnot. Yes. And you're... It's helpful. If you're in tune, if you're, t- if you're in tune with that, I don't know, higher self, true self. Mm-hmm. Higher self. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Soul. internal, yeah, the that essence of consciousness mm-hmm. that is underneath mm-hmm. the ego mind. Right. Um, 
Now, the easiest way to listen to that part of us is really in our heart or our gut. Because we get gut feelings. Mm-hmm. Or we know what we're passionate about and what we're not. Because we can feel it in that center of our body. That's more truth than what's going on in our head. And I understand those as instincts, right? Those are like... Right. Those are uh, urges or, or yeah. you know... Um, uh, it's stirrings that are lower level, more fundamental than whatever the ego is preaching. Right. It's our natural instinct to receive information from I, elsewhere. I think we in the modern world tend to distrust those instincts, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of yeah. civilization is dependent on uh, inhibiting the instinct to, to kill someone or to like mm-hmm. say something inappropriate or right. to act out. Mm-hmm in some way and so we sort of cover over instinct Mm -hmm. at large instinct in general but if anybody listening has ever had somebody's name pop into their mind or their face and then that person calls them or contacts them that day that is intuition that is psychic ability okay that is natural so you think that underneath ego each of us is continuously in access each of us is continuously accessing this this level of psychic reality, sort it's of. Trying to, if we can get out of our minds. Okay. I like the Abraham, um, the Abraham Hicks uh, analogy of a valve. So uh, Abraham talked about this valve, like imagine a valve above your head. Mm-hmm. And when you are all in your mind, especially when you're in fear or anxiety or panic or frustration or guilt, or any of those negative emotions, we have shut off our connection to source or to the internet. Hmm. You know, we, we're only operating from the local drive, which is the mind. So it's like every day, imagine opening the valve so that the wisdom of the universe can come into you. Now, this concept of the wisdom of the universe being outside, I don't know how well, I feel and about that's, that. I know, and, and I believe it's inside too. But it was just an analogy for people yeah. to understand um, that it, it could come into your crown chakra and override your mental faculty. See, that's what that's what trips me up, though, is each of those specific images. Like if you go to some kind of meditation retreat, it'll all be about taking in energy through your crown, crown chakra and all of those different things, mm-hmm. which are useful exercises. But mm-hmm. I, whenever I get into an exercise like that, I start to analyze that like the validity of that image and what that image does for me and okay like obviously it's not really a crown and what like however i'm right, viewing it is all is just an abstraction and then i'm just like totally short-circuited in right, that moment because it's it's still being presented as something outside of you which is what religion does about that source right. of all creation yeah, so okay. i when i'm doing hypnosis with people which i often do too mm-hmm. I, I have them imagine that that source spark or that true essence of themselves is in their heart center. And then they can spread it out, make it brighter, spread it out throughout the body. So what's happening in that moment, right? Because that image of there being a spark in the heart center, that's So you're that's using your imagination. That's a visualization. Yep, okay. you're visualizing that. It's not literally happening. There's not literally a spark. Is it? I, I guess I suppose I should ask that as a question. I mean, on the quantum level, think? we would we could say that whatever you imagine is true. Okay. 
That's fair. And that's why people start to feel things in their body. They feel warmth. They feel tingling. They feel yeah. amazing sensations. So why not? Why wouldn't that be real? I suppose because you... the problem with all of this is we think that this phrase, just my imagination, is like a false thing. Yeah, we I think guess the our imagination is that word just, right? We... Right. And our imagination, in my opinion, is, is the intuition tool. So when somebody says, how could I learn to have visions? I say, practice imagining. Practice using your imagination. Interesting. Because if you can't see something in your mind's eye that you're making up, like on purpose, how could you see something that you're not making up? Uh, yeah. And if anybody closes their eyes right now and visualize it, not when you're driving, of course, but if you <laughs> close your eyes, if you're in a safe place right now, um, and visualize what your kitchen looks like, that's as clearly as most psychics see things. That's interesting. And I guess when a lot of people close their eyes, they see pain and misery, right? Or whatever they're fixated on, whatever problems they have mm -hmm. in their life. Right. Whatever uh, memories they're stuck on. Mm -hmm. And when other people close their eyes, they see potential. They see mm -hmm. possibility. And when other people close their eyes, they just see a pretty meadow with flowers and trees you know like why not that why can't you just picture a pleasant scene which is what we do in hypnosis yeah and, and i suppose when you imagine something it is real in that moment in your mind it is and therefore all the cells of your body start responding to that right because i mean and we that's know why it's healing from research that the the mind when the mind thinks it's in a meadow you know, the, the pattern of neuronal firing mm -hmm. is in some ways indistinguishable from what it would be if you were actually physically in a meadow. That's right. right? Like the mind literally thinks it's there. That's right. There is no difference between real and imagined in the subconscious mind. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. That's why hypnosis is so powerfully helpful if a person is really willing to want to change want to have a more pleasant experience here. So how does this play into, but I'm, <laughs> we need to bring this back to when you're, <laughs> when you're in a session with somebody and when you are yes. being a psychic, right? I'm being a psychic. Well, <laughs> some people have questions. Some people don't have questions. Um, usually they have questions if they're coming to me. But if they don't ask a question, I will find out what their question is. I will find out what their issue is very quickly um, because it'll, I'll either see it or feel it, or hear it, or see it in cards, or whatever. Or somebody will tell me, like one of my guides or one of her, their guides. So if they don't bring an issue with them, we'll find it, and then we'll start to work on that issue. Okay. What that means is find out more information about it, see what the p potential or the possibilities are. Um, but then other people just want to know, you know, what about my finances? Can you tell me if anything is going to change with my finances? Most people are asking about relationships or career slash finances. Yeah, that's fair. Now, okay. it might not always be career because some people just, you know, are stock investors and they don't work. Um, but so now let's talk for let's talk for a bit about what else is possible, because mm -hmm. in the world of psychic mm -hmm. phenomena. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, well, a lot of people have probably heard about many of the, the divination tools, like 
a crystal ball, like right. a pendulum, like a Ouija board, which I would never touch um, ever again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you have. I have, yes. And uh, now people hire me to destroy them. So, <laughs> okay. and I still don't touch them. <laughs> I let them cut them apart, and then we put them in the fire. <laughs> it sounds like there's a story here. Should we? There, go there, there is a story, but um, the bottom line is those physical things the more physical the thing is the more easily you can pick up on the riffraff from the fourth dimension okay let's just say lower level beings lower level consciousness and potentially less helpful oh yeah potentially harmful potentially harmful potentially frightening it sure frightened me um and what it said was going to happen did not come true because i chose to change the course of my life and so you believe that higher level uh, beings are literally vibrating at a higher frequency. Yes. Right. And so that's how you can discern. When I speak of the riffraff, I'm talking about <clears throat> people who have died who weren't all that wise or awesome as a human. And I know that sounds judgmental, but um, perhaps they died in a state of fear. Perhaps they committed suicide. Now, not all suicides are the same. Some go into the light, some do not. Um, maybe they were depressed when they died. That's mm -hmm. not going to change a whole lot if they don't cross over into the light and they're stuck here. And then they can say they're anybody on a Ouija board. Mm. They can announce themselves as anybody they want. They can spell it out. This That's is right. Jesus or whoever they want to be. Because I guess the idea is, the, so the Ouija board is a super low frequency in it that is. quantum energy space because it's like a physical thing, right? Yeah, so it's like people, that lowest level people's density. People's hands are on it. Yeah. Okay. So like in that quantum <clears throat> yeah, energy so space, like as, <clears throat> I mean, so the, I guess the idea is as you go to higher and higher frequencies of energy, mm -hmm. uh, the, like this consciousness energy whatever it is mm -hmm. who knows um the field the field we'll just call it the sure. field yeah um as you go to higher and higher frequencies it's less possible for a a being a sort of a, a coalesced uh, yes. consciousness intelligence within that field to be harmful and why yes the key is that you the reader or the psychic or the person has to be at that higher frequency too. Ah. <laughs> and, you know, what are we trying to learn from a Ouija board? Um, not usually like inspiring information yeah, we're about. We're usually the... just trying to like have fun or like be scared. Right. That's <laughs> like, right. Which is exactly that's right. What we which get. is yeah. usually accomplished. So, <laughs> um, we have to be at the higher frequency too to pick up on higher frequency information. So, there are psychics of all frequencies doing readings. There are psychics of, psychics of low frequencies, which will warn you of things, okay. tell you something bad's going to happen, because that's what they see. So that's interesting. So if, if I'm like at some, you know, new age fair, and yeah. I like go in and there's like a psychic in this tent, and she's got like a crystal ball, and mm -hmm. she's like really creepy, and I'm like, I have if a bad feeling about it. If she feels creepy to you, that's your intuition. Okay. Yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong with a crystal ball. It just helps the psychic focus on that state of being. Where uh, they see things in their mind's eye. I don't know if they're actually seeing anything in the ball. Maybe they do. So is it like a card where it's like a prompt? It's a prompt. Okay. Mm -hmm. huh. Yeah, it's just a tool. So what else is possible? Let's see. Um, well, well, I have a specific question. Yeah. So uh, we've talked about um, remote viewing. 
not mm-hmm. on this podcast, but you and I have talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we have. Like, mm-hmm. So tell us about that, because that's something that seems to me is, is like sort of on the fringe of what psychics do and what might be it possible. It seems to be, and yet it's not. Okay. You know, I, I did a training program with um, former CIA psychics by David Morehouse with the, the system that, th- that our CIA used for psychic spying. Spying on other countries, spying on other leaders. And this is like a real thing. This right? is a like real this... thing in our government. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I went through an intense uh, training program only to discover really um, that I was doing that already. Okay. I just wasn't stating, you know, show me this day and time, you know, take me. It's all I do. All I do is I go into my mind and I say to my guides or myself, my higher self, Show me September 18th, 1973 at this address. Um, I've done it uh, many times at shows even. Even in 15-minute readings, I can gather more clues for an unsolved case. Because if they give me the date and the location, my mind can take me there through the quantum field where all space and time exists. Okay. <laughs> so, and then I see it all in my mind's eye. So I guess the idea is that that energy exists still, like that energy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if in in like a world of like infinite alternate parallel universes or whatever, mm-hmm. where all time space exists at yeah. once, and I know that's kind of mind blowing for it, most. Which yeah, yeah, definitely mind blowing for me. I don't know how I like. That's how I understand it. I'm accessing the field of all information. Okay. And I'm specifying, show me this day and time and location. Show me what's happening here. Because even in the remote viewing training, he was, he was giving us coordinates. He was not giving us days and times and nothing that our mind would uh, try to figure out. Right, which is really, that's one of the most fascinating things about it to me is you get this coordinate. So he'll say, okay, go to like... 24, 38, 2, or whatever. Yeah. And And then everyone in the classroom starts to draw the same images. Because his intention with those coordinates, they're not actual GPS coordinates. So the numbers themselves are just They're just random. They're random, but he's assigned them with intention. So what's actually been communicated to those students is an energy signature, Mm -hmm. I suppose, of that place and time that's right so we are tapping into or tuning into that place and time now where we land who knows you know if somebody draws a beach scene like a tropical beach scene and everyone else draw draws an office maybe that person landed really really close to a postcard on the wall of a beach scene you know like it's sometimes you know there are so let's talk for just a second about the fact that like we actually did this right so yes. like uh, <laughs> so um and i still like i don't know like what to think about this it was like weird but like we like you gave me coordinates and mm-hmm. i like described these places mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and t- talk about what happened well it's interesting because i gave you coordinates you had no expectations. Mm-hmm. So what I did by doing that was remove all anxiety about being right. And then you did accurately list. Now, 
when we're doing remote viewing, we're not telling the story. We're seeing colors, shapes, patterns, yeah. um, temperatures. But maybe. I remember, like, I like you gave me the coordinates, and then I sort of like described the feeling of a place, and like I had an image, mm-hmm. and I was like going into a meditative state, right? Mm-hmm. And I like just like cleared my mind, and whatever image came, I just like went into that and described it, and it was just like colors and feelings mm-hmm. and shades yeah. and textures, right? And I like saw like water and like. I like saw this like underground cavern type of thing and mm-hmm. then like and then I would like open my eyes and you'd be like yeah like that was an underground cavern that I was describing yeah, like, right and so it's like so I guess the idea is that like you had an image in your mind of a place and then like if we're connected sort of on some quantum mm-hmm. energy level or whatever um you were reading my mind, maybe. I suppose, right? So <laughs> so is that a thing that is possible in yes, your universe? Yes, of course. Like, what is that? Of course. <laughs> like, well, there is telepathy, and people who are energetically energetically connected, people who end, you know, end the other person's sentence, those are, those are telepathic events, for sure. Yeah. Now, can I read everybody's mind? No, I don't want to. Um, and I also don't want to tap my energy into everybody that's walking around. Um, so because it's about plugging in. So let's talk about that for a second. If anybody remembers the old phone operators that had those mm, uh, the switchboards, the switchboards where you would actually take the plug and, and join the two people together, mm-hmm. right, with the with the wires. So that's really what's happening energetically with us. So that's is that's interesting because I'm like I'm very interested in the mechanics of what may or may not be happening here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, some of it's still going to be a mystery. Well, totally, I don't know total mystery, sometimes cause... how randomly I just know something that seems really random and out there. You know, the thing I had to learn was to trust whatever I was getting, even if it seemed really stupid. So... And when I'm teaching people remote viewing, they're like, "Oh, this is going to sound really dumb." I'm like, "No." Please, just say it. Because <laughs> that's the mind second-guessing. That's right. Then you're short-circuiting your access to your intuitive faculty. Right. And in, in remote viewing, they call that analytical overlay. Right. I remember talking about that. Mm-hmm. So that's AOL. Like, <laughs> that's like when I'm seeing an image, right, when I'm getting a texture or something, and yes. then I think in my mind, and you think, oh, oh, that must be a river. That's analytical overlay. That's now right. I've, now, now you've I've, tried to describe what I've it is. I've adulterated my vision with that schema for river and it's really hard to erase river now yeah to move forward so, so. okay but the nuts and bolts of what may or may not be happening yeah. there you're saying that okay so i'm seeing like two different possibilities here mm-hmm. one and this is all <laughs> this conversation is analytical overlay okay <laughs> i'm gonna preface yeah. that okay so um one is that perhaps like our minds are linked in some way you're seeing an underground cavern and I'm tuned into your energy, and so I'm seeing an underground cavern. Mm-hmm. And the coordinates that you give me are just like you giving me the impression that, you know, because I, I have said, something to work off of. That's my prompt. That's right. Okay. That's your prompt, your tool. So another possibility is that uh, the cavern exists, and, you know, you're tuned into the cavern, and I'm tuned into the cavern. Mm-hmm. And the cavern exists in South America somewhere because you were trying mm-hmm. you were describing a real place where you had been okay right mm-hmm. so uh, and we're both tuned into that third mm-hmm. uh, third party sort of energy mm-hmm. that's right right third possibility is that like we're both raving mad 
<laughs> and it's just a coincidence, yeah. right? Just got, I, I've got to like, I've got to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, could be, but you know what? We're having a lot more fun than people who won't entertain these ideas. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and we're supposed to have fun here. Yeah. So the other interesting thing about being a psychic is the mediumship end of it, which most people call mediumship, and it's all mediumship, really. But when people refer to a medium, they're talking they're think, talking about somebody who talks to dead people, right? Okay. And this is still an interesting, uh, mysterious thing to me because I can do it. It's not my forte. I don't love to do it, um, but it happens. And if it happens here in my office where where I'm not really looking for that because I've worked for 20 years to be at a higher frequency. I've worked with angels, ascended masters, collectives, extraterrestrials. You know, I'm not really tapping into that other plane where our ancestors are hmm. that much because that's not really where I've developed myself. I have the ability, of course. Um, I just feel like we've got higher information we can get, you know, and, and so why would I go for... You know, why would I pick up the kindergarten uh, textbook when I could pick up the uh, the college textbook? Right. You know, that's how I feel about it. I suppose so, if you can talk to any spirit ever, why not go straight for Jesus? I guess it's like... Right, right. <laughs> or um, an archangel or... Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, because I can. But I can also, if people really want to know something... And, and I want to talk about this versus remote viewing in a moment. Okay. So... Yes, I, I get messages from what seems to be people on the other side. I can see them. I can, they give me specific pictures about specific things. Um, it's, often it's accurate. Sometimes it's, they just won't, don't want to talk. Sometimes they won't give me information. Now, only, a psychic can only tell you what they get. We're all getting things differently and for different reason. Mm -hmm. So if people come in here and really want answers about something, um, they might not get them because the purpose of their experience is to figure out the answer by connecting with their soul, you know, that whole life purpose thing. Right. Maybe they're not supposed to get the answer from a psychic. So no psychic's going to get it. Now, some psychics will give them something because they feel like they're supposed to give them something. Hmm. And I prefer not to do that because <laughs> I prefer only to give them what I get. Yeah. I don't want to just give them what they want to hear. I don't believe in that because I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> anyway, so am I talking to a dead person? Yes, I don't know. Is it the essence of their personality? I Because that place, that cavern always exists, why wouldn't that person's consciousness always exist? So I do truly hmm. believe that I am talking to their consciousness. Okay. Um, especially when I get information that's so accurate, there's no way I could have even made that up. That's interesting. So, you know? I mean, because Albert Einstein was a person, like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. his energy signature existed in this yes. plane. Yeah. Therefore, it must always exist because that space-time sure. is... Yeah. That doesn't mean that that consciousness wants to reveal information. You know, we're humans. We don't always want to tell people everything. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and they're just humans without bodies. Okay. Okay. Now, when somebody comes in and says, can you tell me about my husband's death? It's better for me to remote view the time and place than it is to ask the husband who's dead because he might not want to tell me. Hmm. 
but instead I could remote view the scene and maybe get more information. Hmm. This is so wacky. It is wacky. (laughs) I never dreamed I'd be doing this. I never dreamed that this would be my career. But you get, but you, in that case of like the husband's death, like mm-hmm. what sort of information do you get? Well, I will see, just like we were doing with remote viewing, clues. Now, my clues will be a little more formed than textures and shapes. Um, I had a client say, can you tell me about my aunt's death? And I didn't ask any questions. I said, I, I don't want information. <laughs> I'm like, tell me, can you give me a date? And all of a sudden I saw her lying on a sidewalk in front of a house. The door was open and apparently she was robbed and murdered at her home. Hmm. Then I was able to go in the house, see if there were any clues. Most importantly, get a feeling or a sense of who was in there or who did it. That didn't give me a name. You know, if that's not supposed to be resolved, then it's not supposed to be resolved. We have to trust divine order too. But, you know, I didn't get the name of the robber, <laughs> for okay. instance. I see. Because um, I was going to say, like, you could be, <laughs> that sounds like an awesome detective show. Sure. But it's still not evidence. You know, like, huh. no yeah. matter what yeah. I give people, I said, you have to realize, like, when somebody says, is my boyfriend cheating on me? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what I get, but what I'm getting is probably what's in your energy field. You know, I try to separate from that. I try to, you know, say, show me what's true without their mental body. Show me what's true without their influence on this. Well, see, that's interesting. That gets back to my question of a few minutes ago of uh, posing those different possibilities of is like, am I picking up the cavern from your energy or am I picking up the cavern from the energy that exists at that cavern site in South America? I don't know. And there is an important difference, right? Because... Is there? I mean, what's, well, what's, what matters was that you picked up the cavern and you saw it and that helped build your sure, confidence but where is this. the cavern? So like, am I getting your version of the cavern from when you went there? Am I getting it from you and maybe your version of the cavern is skewed somehow, right? Possibly because I would see the cavern differently than you would even if we were both standing there. Like this is interesting because like if you are, uh, like let's say you're talking about that, the, that murder or whatever. Mm-hmm. Are you picking up details about the murder from the person that you're sitting with versus from that sidewalk on that date? That we don't know. I just don't know. Now, um, I felt like it was a male presence that had been in the house. I could see some things that they had touched. Hmm. And and, and the person didn't know that it, it was a male. I mean... We don't hear about a lot of females doing murders. Um, That's true. So it could also just be a bias. Could just be, yeah, right. But we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. There are some things we just don't know. And when it comes to accuracy, I think what matters is the message. You know, like you saw the cavern. Mm -hmm. That's what mattered. That helps you to see that you can tap into something and be accurate, right? Yeah. That's all that exercise was about. So that's, um, if as long as we try to understand it, we won't. Because that's we the can't. analytical overlay. I know. And so many people say, well, I want to learn all about this and understand it all, and then I'll start developing it. No. <laughs> you so, start developing it, and it's experiential. Here's my takeaway. 
as we begin to wrap up. Yes. Is that... Oh, I don't want to wrap up. There's so much more. Okay. Begin we'll to. We'll have to talk begin about to. this no, more. No, no, we can... can whatever. Yeah. But um, my takeaway is that psychic ability is all about intuition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Natural. And that's not to say that it is intuition. It's just like, if you are in a state, if you're in a mental, emotional state mm-hmm. where you can really... Uh, inhibit ego inhibit analytical overlay Mm -hmm. and tune into your truth your truth Mm -hmm. your intuition your below the surface more primal instinct guidance yes guidance Mm -hmm. um i love how you're using all the like spiritual words and i'm just okay that's right no um then you are in essence a psychic or you're like doing psychic things you're doing whatever it is that psychics do if you can tune into that intuitive faculty, right? right? Exactly. Psychics have the have had the practice of translating all that information into pictures, words, um, guidance for on behalf of the client. And if you, I, uh, so, a few days ago, I was at this charismatic church. Okay, I went with somebody. Okay, <laughs> and so. Uh-huh. Um, it's interesting because like they're there and they're they're doing healings, right? They're like laying yes. hands on people mm-hmm. and doing healings and they don't identify as psychics, but they're doing a lot of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? They're they're looking at you, they'll look at you and they'll say, Well, I'm getting this. Like I'm getting this message yeah. about you. And so in their perspective, from their like what they think they're doing is they are getting messages from holy spirit from mm-hmm. from jesus the divine right? sure so they're they're with their um yep and how is that different than getting a message from my higher self it's different in the sense that like you you've you've you interpret your experience in a certain way and they interpret their experience mm-hmm. in a different way mm-hmm. so they're they are w- operating within the confines of christian theology that's right they're just using different terminology. Yeah. It's the same thing. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting because, like, sitting down with them, it's a lot of the same stuff. They, they're they getting a message. They give you mm-hmm. – they deliver that message to you. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's – in they're, they're and being And they're intuitive. transmitting healing energy. Yeah. And so much of what they say is is spot on. It's, like, it's mm-hmm. interesting. It's fascinating. It is helpful. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, – if it's helpful, then you know it's high frequency. And it doesn't matter if you call it Holy Spirit or Higher Self or Archangel Michael or whatever. I almost wonder if traditional um, therapists and counselors end up tuning into a lot of this these capabilities as well. We think about. I hope so. I know neither of us is a therapist, so we can't no, speak for not. therapists. But... Um, you know, in that world, your goal is to help somebody. Your mm-hmm. goal is to give them um, insight. And I suppose a, a really skilled um, therapist is intuitive, is yes, is tuning into that capacity Indeed. to discern um, and to, to trust that, that uh, mm-hmm. instinctive discernment. Mm-hmm. And a, a bad therapists, I suppose, tend to go purely like by textbook. The book. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, people always talk about mother's intuition. Hmm. 
a mother, of course, is protective of the child, is focused on the child, of course, tapped into the child. That's why that intuition is natural, but that is the same intuition that everybody else has, regardless of gender. Mm-hmm. So my takeaway, <laughs> and I, How many I, takeaways? <laughs> um, takeaway so number five okay, is, is, <laughs> is that um, I slash we tend to uh, analytically overlay this whole thing, right? And we to, do. I, I want to know what intuition is, like, and I want to know the extent to which I can trust it. But it, it seems that intuition is helpful, right? No matter what. Yes, and it's hugely In a sense, helpful. it doesn't matter from and whence if it we, comes. Well, if it's coming from a low frequency, then it, it, it may not be helpful. That's fair. Okay. But um, if there's any fear, warning, negativity involved, then it's probably not pure guidance. That should be a takeaway. Right that's there. okay. That's takeaway number 47. <laughs> right. <laughs> Many takeaways. But um, if it is uh, inspiring a new action, you know, like uh, I think it was Abraham also that said, you know, t- true, pure, high level guidance is not going to warn you of danger. It's going to inspire you toward new action so that you'll never know there was danger in the first place. Mm. So all of a sudden you make a wrong turn and you don't know why, maybe that was just guidance. The carrot rather than the stick, right? I suppose. Right. So we could talk about this so much more. We could. But, and perhaps we will. <laughs> perhaps we will. <laughs> but I suppose we should wrap it up. So what are our takeaways? Yes. Oh, takeaways. <laughs> uh, intuition, I, I believe we all have six senses. Okay. And that intuition is our sixth sense. It is, it's, it's built into each being, each person, and we just have to change the way we believe about it or think about it for it to be possible for mm. us. We have to get out of our own ways. That's right. That's right. Because doubt will shut it all down. And if you think you can't believe in this because of your religious uh, beliefs, then that's fine. You won't be able to have these experiences. I didn't really have these experiences until, or realize I was having these experiences until I was 30 years old. Yeah. So, uh, but I had, now that I look back, I was having these, I was having synchronicities and coincidences and I was getting messages like, why would I tell my friend to put her seatbelt on when there was no seatbelt law back in the 80s? I'm like, hey, let's just uh, put our seatbelts on and five minutes later we were sandwiched between two cars. Hmm. She would have gone through the windshield had she not had a seatbelt on. Now, what was that? Take that was forty-eight. Wear your seatbelt. Well, wear your seatbelt, of course. But um, <laughs> that was my guidance. That was clear guidance mm. because I actually felt kind of stupid telling her to do that because mm. nobody wore anyway. seatbelts back then. It was just not cool. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And you guys were cool. Of course <laughs> we were. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> There's a lot of takeaways, take I suppose. It's just possible for everyone, but everybody's different. So don't think that you're going to be a psychic the same way I will be or the same way another person will be. We all have strengths. Some people feel more or some people see more. Some people hear more. And my takeaway is um <laughs> is in, this the last takeaway yes okay i promise is inhibit whatever it is that your overlay is yes 
be it religion, be it um, your just limiting beliefs about yourself. Be right, it your, especially the limiting beliefs your about Your limited yourself. concept of what science may or may not be. Your limiting concepts about what is possible because so much more is possible than the mind can't even conceive of yet. Yes. And on that note. Thank you. Until next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, and thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful. You can find Cindy's channeled books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available. And visit my website, cindyriggs.com.